Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome, my fellow Rebels. This is your host, Nancy Ray, and today's podcast is hands down one of the most important that you could ever listen to in this entire podcast. All the ones that have come before and all of the many, many, many that I know are going to come after, this is a cornerstone foundational concept that will liberate you. I know that as you begin to understand and really embrace what it is I'm about to share with you, it is going to massively transform the way that you see the world, the way you interact with your own gifts, and the permission you give others, especially yourself, to live in their genius abundantly. And I I know in the core of my being that when every single human truly feels fully empowered and free to live in their giftedness, and their passions that this world will completely transform. It will turn into this big, bright, beautiful, glorious, <laughs> exalted, awake space that is just the most beautiful version of itself. So let's dive in and talk about this. So I have a couple of angles that I'm going to be going at this concept with all of you. But the first one that I'm going to be sharing with you is a metaphor. So when we look at the human body, a metaphor that's going to illustrate this concept about living in your genius and being your own superhero is going to be your organs. So if someone were to ask you, which is more important, the lung or the heart, what would you say? Now, if you're not medical at all, you'd say, well, they're both important. You need both, right? And there are machines that can actually replace both if, if it goes out, but they're both vitally essential to the survival of your entire being. In that moment of saying, if someone were to say, oh, the heart is more important because it's what gets the oxygen that the lung would breathe to the rest of the body. Well, then why doesn't the lung just be a heart then? Like, what is the lung doing? What business does it have being a lung, which is clearly a lesser organ to be when it really should just be a heart, a heart. And when we pledge allegiance, we put our hand near our heart, right? All of these things like the heart's the most important and it's the best organ and blah, 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 blah. That is exactly what we do when we're looking out at the world and we are making certain geniuses and certain purposes more or less important than anything else. The truth is that every single organ within our body, every single system within our body has a very important purpose and function, and it is essential to a human being able to live at its full potential without a good nervous system. Uh, you're not really able to live at your full potential without a strong skeletal system. Um, good, good luck with that. It's very, very difficult. You're going to be struggling with like brittle bone. You're going to be probably in a, a automated wheelchair. I mean, so many things, right? So when we begin to apply this metaphor for the human body system to function optimally out into the world, into other people's geniuses and purposes, it can really shift our perspective. I asked this question once online. I said, what is a more important, more valuable profession? I said, a teacher or a humanitarian? 
which one's more important. And some people argued that the teacher's more important because the teacher can teach kids to be more humanitarian. And then a teacher can, you know, convert 200 children throughout their career to being humanitarians, whereas a humanitarian is just one person going and doing the work. Other people argued that the humanitarian is more important because they live their entire life in selfless service to mankind, to to humanity. And the truth is the same question that I just said about a teacher or a humanitarian applies to the metaphor of your body. Neither one is better or less than any other. The most important thing is for the humanitarian to be a humanitarian, not to try to be a teacher. And it's important for the teacher to be a teacher and not try to be humanitarian. Superhero shows are all the rage right now. Everybody is loving them. I personally really enjoy superhero shows. Uh, I would have to say probably one of my favorite superheroes is Iron Man. I relate so much to his quirky, blunt, uh, semi-narcissistic attitude and swagger. And I, I just love him. I adore him. I think he's hilarious. And he's one of the only superheroes that creates through his own genius and mechanical engineering, right? His superpower, which is just a freaking suit, right? That's all it is. But I love him and he's my favorite. And I want you to imagine the next Iron Man movie coming out and instead of Iron Man playing Iron Man, okay, we have Captain America wearing the suit. Now, would that make any sense at all? No, it would be confusing. It would be annoying. Captain America is great at being Captain America, but he would make a terrible Iron Man. Iron Man is his own person, and we love him in that role that he is in. Superheroes get this, all right? They don't try to have anyone else's power. You don't see, you know, Thor running around trying to throw Captain America's shield or trying to smash his massive epic, gorgeous physique into a little tiny Iron Man suit. No, he owns his genius and who he is. The most liberating and empowering thing you can do on the planet is to give your genius full permission to be radiant and beautiful. Now I'm going to be giving you this example. This will really drive this home. About a year ago, I was in a Facebook group online. I'm very active in a couple of groups. And one of these communities communities that I'm active in is a community for coaches and people who do motivational things. I'm in this group and someone posted this video that was so inspiring. And I don't remember who the singer is. I think it might have been Beyonce. I'm not sure. I don't even remember the name of the song. What I remember is she's on a beautiful stage with these massive screens all around her that take up the whole background, like these huge, huge screens. And she's in this beautiful shimmering dress. She looks like an angel and her voice is angelic. And she's singing this beautiful, inspiring song about changing the world and about loving everyone. It's like a very like yummy, good for humanity song, right? And she's singing. And while she's singing on the background, these beautiful screens is this incredible video playing. So whoever shot this video is next level talented, but beautiful scenes of, I remember children. I remember it being very hope filled. It was, the videography was incredible. This whole video was so touching and so inspiring. I'm crying. It's amazing. It's so well put together. I'm loving it. I remember commenting on it and saying, you know, I love humans. Like when we live in our genius, there's so many beautiful things we can do because I was seeing all of the different elements of someone's passion and genius playing out in this music video. Another woman commented and said, 
too bad that that dress could be sold and feed an entire village in a third world country. And in that moment, I was sad. I was like, man, that is sad. It's true, right? It's true and it's sad. But I want to share with you, first of all, I want to put a disclaimer out there. I am not at all making any statements about distribution of wealth or saying that more money should be taken from the rich and given to the poor or whatever at all. I truly believe that when we blame any one population for something, they all become defensive and no solution happens, right? When the, when the poor blame the rich for being rich or for them being more poor or for taking their wealth, the rich just get defensive. They're not feeling super inspired or animated to be more philanthropic or to be more aware or, or to be more giving. They become defensive. And when the rich blame the poor, like, oh, you know, it's your fault. Like you have equal opportunity. Get off your ass. Make something of your life. Again, that does not spread epic feelings. That does not empower the poor at all. Like, And again, I'm being super, super general here. And I know I'm creating two categories like that, but I hope you're understanding what I'm saying is that's not the point of this message at all. I believe that we have enough intelligence, enough soul, enough solution orientation to, when we work together, solve some of these problems that are sad. Like, I really believe that no one should be dying of starvation. Come on. Like, we're way past that. We could, as a collective create solutions there. I believe that. And I know that that happens best when we work as a team and we don't work divided and we don't blame and we don't point fingers. I believe we all can equally contribute to a solution the way we all can equally contribute to the problem. So now that that disclaimer is in place, when she said that, what I really felt strongly was that she was not seeing the concept I'm illustrating to you in this video. I believe that this amazing performance center in this video was designed and created acoustically by someone absolutely living in their craft that they had lovingly built a skill in that is a part of their genius, that is their passion. They've created this amazing space for people to gather and to celebrate other people's gifts, like the gift of voice. I saw these amazing screens and this amazing, all the tech that went into this performance, and I'm seeing another several humans genius, right? I'm seeing this singer who has a beautiful voice that she has cultivated and loved and nurtured and developed and worked probably long ass hours. I'm listening to a song that someone birthed onto this planet that is inspiring, that is animating, that, that calls and inspires people to their own greatness, to their own philanthropic, uh, I guess, strain that's inside of them. And the dress The dress was clearly designed for this woman, crafted beautifully. I'm sure the finest fabrics, it was very sequenty. It looked hand done, like an incredible dress. Again, that dressmaker was in their genius of their passion of creating beautiful art that people wear around. And each one of these people is so in their genius and in their craft And to say that that is evil or wrong diminishes everyone, not just the artist, but it diminishes, it just diminishes everybody. I believe that, and I'm going to give you another example and I'm going to tie these all together. I promise. The other day I was at an event and while we were there, they were serving things on like these like plastic clear China type dishes, right? And it was, there was like a a line of food and you would go down the line and you would sit and you'd eat food, right? And it was on like a plasticky thing. 
And this woman who's very, very passionate about recycling got up in front of the group and said, I would really love that instead of throwing these plates away, if you could just like clean them off and stack them and I will take them and I will take them to the recycling center and give them to the, take care of all these things. And in that moment, I was so appreciative of that. The city that I'm living in does not have a uh, good citywide recycling system in place. To recycle where I live is tricky. It takes extra work. Um, it, some places have routes with, with certain things, but it's just a tricky thing to do here. And I've lived other places, like when I was living in California, where they have an expert system in place that makes it easy and um I really value recycling. I believe it's important. I believe it's something we can all do to benefit the planet. And being there at the event, I I did not even think of it. I didn't have a second thought about the plates because I was busy doing other things that are more in my passion and my genius. It's not that I don't care about recycling. I really do value it. And I really appreciated this woman following her passion. She was so sweet and adoring. Like I just felt all this yummy love vibes towards her because she handled it in such a beautiful, graceful way where there was no condescension. There was no judgment. It was just really, really sweet and precious. And she's being in her genius. And we want her feeling full permission to do that. Because the truth is, if right now I decided that I was going to make my life mission to build and put in place epic recycling systems, I would be withdrawing all my passion and all my drive for activating geniuses and coaching geniuses and spreading, like I wouldn't have time for my podcast, right? I would, instead of doing my podcast, I'd be online, I'd be researching, I'd be making phone calls and I'd be trying to get recycling in place. Now, me trying to get recycling in place in my city would be like a lung trying to be a heart. It would be like a humanitarian trying to be a teacher, although I believe lots of teachers are humanitarians, right? But you get the example. I would be forcing myself into a role, into doing something that's not my passion, that's not in aligned with my real gifts and my real genius, right? And it would be a detriment to everyone, When one person steps outside of their role, when a kidney tries to function like the liver, we have problems. (laughs) It doesn't work. But when we allow every gift to be equally valuable, because who knows, all of those people in that amazing performance I described to you, they're using their genius and they're putting it in this big epic pot of genius. And maybe the people who are in the audience are our multi-millionaire billionaires that could donate a bunch of money to the causes that come across the screen. Who knows? But every single human has a different role and a different passion. I believe we can all add more intention, more awareness, and hum- more um, consideration in the work that we do. Let's be wise. Just because I'm not a massive recycler, does that mean that I eat off paper plates and just chuck them in the landfill? No. Just because I don't have epic recycling, does that mean I just, you know, don't use the reusable grocery bags? No. I can still be conscious and I can still do take steps in that way. What I'm saying is it is so essential that we give ourselves and everyone around us permission to live in their purpose and their passion. That amazing woman has so much passion for recycling that no matter what obstacles she faces, no matter what happens, no matter what goes on, she will continue to fight for that thing because it is her mission. No matter how many times I have in the past messed up in my business, said something stupid, failed, had a bad month, needed to let go of an employee, no matter what, 
I have kept going. I have kept fighting the good fight. I keep getting back up off the ground. I can't even count how many times I have said, am I really meant to coach? Am I really meant to be a speaker? Am I really meant to do this? Because I'm, you know, hitting all these walls or blah, 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 whatever the whiny, whiny story is for the day. But no matter what, it never fails. I get back up and I keep doing it because I am a coach and coaches coach. It's like in my DNA. It's in my blood. I can't not do it. So when you find that thing for you, or when you see other people have found that thing, how about you love it, you support it, and you encourage it? I have a cousin, actually, who um, did something kind of out of the box in our family. I come from, one side of my family is incredibly conservative, and most of them have done something in the medical field. They're very, very into education, which I love. I believe we all get to be lifelong learners. But they're very much the um, not very entrepreneurial, right? They're they're get a good job, the highest paying job you can, you know, do the system. They they love the system. And I had a cousin that really, really, really wanted to be a videographer. And that was laughed at, massively laughed at in the family. Like it, it didn't really they didn't think it was a real job, right? It's kind of like the old score story of people being like, oh, I want to be. You know, I want to play guitar for a living and people are like, haha, you can't do that. That won't work. Blah, blah, blah. The truth is it does work. And there are a lot of people who are very successful at that. So anyways, he decided to not listen to any of those voices and he got into a program and he studied and he studied and he had an internship and he got a job and now he is incredibly wildly successful and he's definitely on this epic upward trajectory of abundance in his life. And he's so happy because he is living his passion and his genius. He was willing to do whatever it took. He was willing to drudge through the mud. He was willing to um, lay it all out there on the line because it was in his true genius and his true passion. So I hope in sharing these stories, you guys, and these metaphors that you're really seeing how when we each live in our genius, I know there are amazing philanthropic humanitarians out there that have next level geniuses and ideas for solutions, for systems, for opportunities, for fundraising that could change the planet, but they're not giving themselves full permission to do it. I actually talked with a man, oh, let's see, about eight months ago who had this beautiful philanthropic vision for... I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I remember hearing the idea and thinking that is so innovative. That is powerful. Yes. I just felt my whole system. When I hear someone's genius, I can just feel in my whole body, this yes. And this massive compulsion to like support it happening and like add my fire behind their ass and get it happening out there on the planet. Right. Using my connections, my resources, my ideas, all of my gifts to support that happening. And at the time he was running an at home printing business with his spouse. And it was his spouse's vision and his spouse's dream, but it was not his. And he was forcing himself into this role as entrepreneurial as it was, as abundant as the potential was, he was forcing himself into this role out of all sorts of weird obligations and stories, right? Those bullshit stories in our head that hold us back that aren't really true that we allow to keep us caged. Whether it, these beliefs come from the media, from the family we were raised in, it doesn't matter. We have them and they're not real. And the minute you can face them and look at them, you'll see, wow, the best, most abundant thing for me and the planet and my family and my bank account is for me to live in my passion and my genius authentically. 
And the greatest value that the lung can give to the body is to operate as the most optimal lung ever. The best value that I, Nancy Ray, can give to the planet is to operate at the most epic, badass version of Nancy Ray. Not trying to be Tony Robbins, not trying to be uh, Oprah, not trying to be, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, right? Ellen is Ellen. Can you imagine if she was trying to be Oprah? Who would watch that show? No, we want Ellen because of who Ellen is. And she has a unique perspective, a unique humor, a unique take. And we want Oprah to own Oprah because when Oprah interviews, when Oprah asks questions, when Oprah holds space, really cool conversation happens, really inspiring things, new ideas and stories that can shift and open up our minds and our hearts to new things that we never even considered before. When each of these epic badasses live in their genius, it changes the planet and they are wildly abundant in opportunity, in viewers, in resource, in money, in all of these things because they are owning their stuff. So my beautiful rebel, my biggest request and my prayer and my intention for you is for you to own your unique place in the beautiful landscape of things. You being born here at this time, in this body, in this place in the world, with the passions, the gifts, the perspective, the drive that you have, is what the world needs. It does not need more Nancy Rays. It needs one. That's probably all we could handle, right? We don't need more Tony Robbinses. We need more individuals standing firmly in their power, in their passion, and in their genius. And when we give ourselves and everyone permission, I promise you, the world will change. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. If there was ever an episode that I requested that you please share to those you feel epically inspired to, this would be the one. And as I wrap this up, I want you to remember that whatever your dream, whatever your vision, it is yes, absolutely possible.